Hey everyone, Captain Marvel flew into theaters this last couple weeks and we are super late to talking about it, but we're going to bother you with it anyway. And then it's your favorite topic, Launcher Wars continue with some new shenanigans from Epic Games. I'm Tim. I'm Mitch. I'm Jason. Here we go. You know what we all saw together? Do you remember? Um, Glass? No, we didn't see that together. We saw Captain Marvel together. Oh, yeah. So Captain Marvel came out, and so far, it's it's almost, I think it's almost made $700 million. Yeah, I was, pretty completely, good. I was completely wrong on that one. I thought it was going to do a lot less. Yeah, it made a lot of money, and a bunch of people, bunch of people thought it was good. Apparently, it had a lot of interesting press around it before it released, so we should talk about it. What do you think? I think it was an okay movie, but it I, it, it wasn't like Winter Soldier or Thor Ragnarok or Infinity War. I was like, oh my God, I want to go see it again. Like, It's kind of one of those one-and-done movies for me. Like, I want to go and watch it again. I don't know. I really liked it. I I... I started, so I, we watched it and then over the weekend I started watching some of the old, uh, the older movies. I, I rewatched Iron Man one and two and now I'm on Thor and, uh, this movie's definitely better than, than Thor is so far. Thor's really cheesy actually. The first one. Yeah. Thor had some problems until Ragnarok, I think. Yeah. Did you guys know that Elon Musk was in uh, Iron Man 2, by the way, as a side note? No. Yeah. They went to, uh, like, at the very beginning of the movie, you know how um, Tony Stark, they go to the the formula uh, race and Tony Stark is, like, has his car and he's like, I'm going to race my own car or whatever. Well, when he's in the stands before he makes that decision, uh, he goes to... Uh, Elon Musk and Elon Musk is talking about how they're going to make like an electric something or other. That's it, awesome. I know it was really funny. I'm like, huh, that's kind of interesting. But the point that I was getting at, wait, what was the point again? The point that I was getting at was that uh, this movie, I will obviously like they've grown as a studio, but uh, I don't know, man, I really enjoyed it. I thought it had a good, had a good plot. Had uh, had some cheesy parts, had some, you know, some cheesy acting, but not nearly as much as I thought it was going to have. I'd see it again. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, it didn't, it didn't grasp me. And also it's full of lore holes that pissed me off. So like I, I, like I said, it's a one and done movie for me. It wasn't a bad movie in my mind. It was, I didn't think it was a great movie. Also, I'm not a fan of Superman style characters at all. So let's talk about the 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 lore versus how the how the movie itself how the movie was versus what the lore it's based off of because I think both myself and Mitch we went into it we I also liked the movie but we also never read any comic comics that are related to Captain Marvel is that right for you Mitch uh yeah I I didn't read any Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel or or Shazam comics. Yeah. <laughs> so my understanding 
Jason, is that the uh, they basically kind of just picked and chose what just some things and just kind of like cut it all up into pieces so it's not really recognizable from anything that was written in the comics. I'd say after having a week or so to think about it, I'd say this is the first Marvel movie where they basically made their own 100% original story with loose connections to the lore, whereas the other movies have heavy connections to the lore. And it made me think that um, there had been rumors that uh, Minch had made me a privy to about how Marvel may stop publishing comics altogether. And this movie, based on its lack of respect for the original lore, in the sense, I guess you could say, is a good indicator of that, in my mind, because they didn't, they, they just, they didn't just, they didn't just play with the lore; they murdered it, like bad, like, and not just the Captain Marvel character, not just Mar. Spoilers, um, people. Not not the original Marvel and and the actually they changed around the second Captain Marvel too, who is actually the first female Captain Marvel. If that's not confusing, they changed that around a lot. Yeah, because didn't the there was the little girl in the movie, and she's Monica Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was the first one. She's the first female Captain Marvel. Yep, and she has nothing to do. With kept with the Carol Danvers or the Cree or Marvel or anything like that, she's an original uh, character in that aspect. And um, back then, the name Captain Marvel was it was something that they kind of just they would pass on in a sense without having it. You know, it was more like a mascot character. Whereas when Carol Danvers became Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel was connected to Captain Marvel. So in this movie, they brought all three together and made them all related. If that makes sense. Whereas Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, doesn't really have anything to do with the Kree or Marvel or Carol Danvers at all. She even has a different power set. Well, I mean, that's kind of interesting, right? Because that's like, like you said, that's completely taking the lore and everything and, and just kind of, you know, doing their own thing, which I don't know. It, it's not necessarily a bad thing in my eyes, though, right? Like if if their plan is that they want to be able to go through and do more original content, um, because for the past, you know, 10 years that they've been doing, uh, this entire arc of all the different superheroes and everything like that together, right. They've always been following the different arcs from, uh, the different comic books and everything. Mm -hmm. But if they, if their ultimate goal was to say, okay, you know, we might be getting rid of comic books. Let's see what happens. Which is very bad. Well, I, yeah, I agree. And that's a separate, that's a separate conversation. But if their goal is to go through and say, we're not going to be publishing comic books anymore or, or publishing, you know, making new stories or whatever in the comic book world, we're eventually going to get to a point where we need to go through and take these characters and make our own content for them if they're going to continue with them. And so maybe this was a test to see if they could make something that people enjoy. And the box office says yes. Um, but more importantly, I think it's I think it's nice because it's no longer reboots. Uh, it, it shows that they no longer have to go through and reboot content in order to make the movies. They can make their own content. And who knows, maybe this doesn't mean that they're going to stop making uh 
making comics and everything like that, but maybe they can come out with comics and uh, website and movies like that coincide. Remember how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. used to come out and there was like little bits and pieces of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that led up to the main Marvel movie that was coming out, the like the Avengers and Thor and everything. And then episodes would happen after the movie would come out that tied back to it. It'd be kind of interesting to know if they had um, comic arcs that had their own arc and everything like that. And then they tied into like a bigger picture as well. Well, they've tried that and they don't sell. The thing is, is MCU fans aren't comic book fans. They don't buy comic books. They've never converted to buying comic books. The best example I can give it, and I know this isn't one-to-one, but um, I've never read the Harry Potter books. I've only read the, I've only seen the movies and a lot of Marvel's movie fans are just like that. They don't buy the source material or companion article things. So uh, in terms of this being successful, though, I won't call it a success until after Infinity War. And the reason I say that is because I think after Infinity War, there's going to be a giant drop off in interest in superhero movies altogether. DC too. It's an end of an era. And I, I think people are going to get fatigued. We'll see. But that's, that's why I'm not saying this is a quite a victory for them to start churning out, you know, original arcs if that makes sense without having a comic book source so the real question then is going to be to see how uh spider-man homecoming 2 does because that's the first one that comes out after infinity war yep and then whatever they do after that guardians 3 or i don't know what else they have planned honestly i mean i know they have um, planned guardians 3 but i don't know if there's anything in between that they have the guardians 3 uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, another Doctor Strange movie, another Captain Marvel movie. Um, what else have they announced? Uh, possible Black Widow standalone movie. I think they're leaving that up in the air, though. For some reason, they don't want to give her a movie, which I don't understand. Yeah, I don't I don't get that either. Like, she's a pretty big part, and she's been a big part in almost all of the films. Why not give her an origin story? You've given everybody else an origin story. I don't know. I, I think it, I think it has to do because so um, let, let's talk about female representation. OK, DC has way better female characters and way more female characters that have their own books. They're not part of teams. They're, they're standalone books. There's a Black Canary book. There's a Batgirl book. There's a Batwoman uh, book. There's a Wonder Woman book. There's uh, Queen Mara has her own freaking book at one point in time of uh, uh, Arthur's uh, wife. Um, Aquaman's wife. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank um, on this character's name. Whatever. I'm just saying. The point is, is DC has way more female characters that have standalone books. Thus, they can have standalone movies. Marvel's issue is all of their most iconic female characters are in teams and don't have their own books and never have. Storm has never had her own book. Rogue has never had her own book. Uh, Jean Grey has, has never had their own book. They, they're the most recognizable female characters on the planet uh, in Marvel. Like uh, after Captain Marvel came out, I think I sent I sent you that meme that was like, "Nice powers there. Be a shame if someone stole them." Oh like, yeah, the the rogue one. <laughs> yeah, that's what Miss Marvel. So what people don't know is is Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel was always Ms. Marvel, and then there was Captain Marvel. And her biggest iconic thing was getting her her power stolen by Rogue, which is awesome. 
Okay, okay, okay. So so then let's take this a different direction then, right? So what if this movie wasn't about them going through and creating uh, content off of, instead of um, like arcs from comics, right? But what if this was showing that they can go through and they can take uh, a character who had their own comics, but their comics didn't very necessarily do so well. They and they never made, have. Right. So now, so they made their own content out of it. And the movies, I mean, the movie still is doing pretty well, right? We can, we can wait to see what happens with the fatigue after. It had a uh, 65% drop off second weekend. So like, uh, that's still not bad, but I'm more, cons- I'm more curious how the next movie does. Right. So, but the point is the point that I'm trying to make anyway, is that what if this was more of a test to see if they can make other standalone movies from bits and pieces of random content? Right, so they can make uh, a a rogue movie, and it be a rogue movie or a uh, Black Widow movie, and it be just about her. But then, they what they're doing is they're just pulling different bits and pieces of all the content that she's been in over the past however many years to make their own backstory type of thing for her. Well, I think it's more or less a beta test to see if they even need to have a publishing house anymore. Honestly. Um, because you could have made a Black Widow movie before Captain Marvel, and I get, I bet you it would have done way better because oh, yeah. the, the, the character, right? And then, and then the, the, the character is widely known. Um, so I don't know. It depends. I'm, I'm more curious if the fans latch on. Like, what's her name? Uh, Grace from Beyond the Trailer basically explains it as MCU fans will turn off for any MCU movie, even if it's bad. Um. Thor 2, a good example. That movie still made 700 million ish, and it was a bad movie. Really bad. Uh, did you like Thor 2? I didn't. I thought it was stupid. No, that movie was dumb. You know, it it's really kind of bad. It's kind of weird though, right? Like it's it's a weird statistic to me to say that how good a movie is deter- is determined by how many people show up to watch it. Oh, I agree. Like if it's a new MCU movie, right? I like most of the movies that have come out, save for a couple like Thor 2, which were eh. But if a new one comes out, I'm going to go see it. I don't know if it's bad until I see it, but yeah. they've already I, got my money. <laughs> I would probably say, I I, I still think personally in, in terms of a movie, I still think it's a mediocre movie. That's why it doesn't pull me in. And, and I'm in terms of MCU movies, like to me, my favorite MCU movies are Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War Part 1, um, and Iron Man 3. A lot of people hate Iron Man 3. I actually think it's a great movie. I'm a weirdo. But those are the, the ones one that... kid, right? Yeah, those are the ones I'll go back and rewatch like a bunch. Um, but I think like Civil War was shit. Age of Ultron was shit. Like Thor 2 was shit. Um, even Captain America 1 was meh. You know, like yeah, that one was a little, in, like it was. Most of it, I think, was cool, and I enjoyed. But like the, I didn't like the um, the bad guys in that one, uh, the Red Skull, and he kind of. I just, actually, I actually liked him, but he wasn't used correctly in my mind. Well, that's he's actually I'm, a really good villain. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, he is, and and they didn't use him right. So it made the whole villain arc of that kind of just subpar. Mm. Um, 
you just hit something on tune a little thing that annoyed me about captain marvel um there's a there's a twist in the who the villain is but i feel like that makes the villain weaker in the movie um that, so I, I feel like one of the things it suffers from is not a good villain yeah well and i don't know about you but when i was watching it i basically called that that twist was coming from the very beginning yeah, if you if you're if your normie audience member can figure that out, that's not a good thing. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. Marvel as a whole, though, not just the in Captain Marvel has a villain problem. That DC kills them again on that stuff, man. They really have better villains. Um Yeah, I don't know. I wonder why that is. Like D- DC for the most part feels darker than the marvel universe and to me that i think makes for better villains i i have a theory on why i think dc villains are better and i think it's because early on they had written such powerful heroes like overpowered heroes that they had to come up with interesting ways for villains to fight them like superman's greatest villain is just a dude you know he's just a normal guy who's smart you yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, Superman. Superman's only only uh, weak spot is that he's kind of dumb. Yeah. So I I think I think the writers wrote themselves in a hole. So instead, they wrote more clever and interesting villains to deal with the ultra powerful heroes. Because one of the biggest criticisms of the Justice League is that they're ridiculously powerful. I mean, godlike powerful. Like just Flash, Wonder Woman, and a Superman alone, except for Batman. Yeah, well, he's that's why. Yeah, he's Batman. He but like flat bat check. It, yeah, he he uh, even Green Lantern in its own right is really fucking powerful. Depending on when and which Green Lantern it is, and when in the series they are, and what emotion ring they're wearing. So, or when like Hal Jordan jumped into the uh, the Green Lantern battery and became Parallax, and it was like one of the most fucking overpowered things ever. So my theory is, is the reason why the villains are way more clever and interesting and sometimes relatable is because of the just sheer powerful heroes they have to deal with. So maybe, maybe Marvel will get to do something now because now they have Captain Marvel to kind of balance out. Yeah, I don't, all of, all of Marvel's strongest villains are once again in the X-Men category. Like you go talk to anybody before they watch the movies and they say, hey, who's the best villain in, in Marvel? They probably say something like Magneto or Mr. Sinister or Apocalypse. Way more recognizable. Like X-Men's always been their flagship title and that, that they really screwed up. Doctor Doom, by the way, sorry, Doctor Doom is also and they can't use him yet. Was that Doctor Doom? Was that Fantastic Four? Yeah. Okay. Like they... they they don't do him right. Doctor Doom in the comics is fucking sweet. Doctor Doom is like he's not he's evil and he's not evil. Like he he runs a country of his own and his power is he's magical. Like he just has magic. But he's super smart and he's kind of a dictator but like his country's so well run that it's like there was this opposite comic where like Cap or where like uh Doctor Doom did end up taking over the world, but he be- ended up becoming like a benevolent dictator. It's such a good comic. 
but he is a great villain, but they can't use him. Some most of Spider-Man's villains are are good, but um, I think they have a problem with who they can and cannot use now as villains because, like for example, they're doing their own side Spider-Verse with the Venom movies and shit, but that's not MCU. So, because Carnage is going to be in that next movie, and that's a Spider-Man villain, so you can't have Carnage show up twice. Wait, they're making another Venom movie. Yeah, it made it made gangbusters in China. Oh damn! I didn't. Like, I never watched it. Yeah, it's a dorky movie. Hmm. Like I mean, it's it's silly as hell. Like good silly or bad silly? Well, maybe good for you. For me, I was like, this movie's stupid. <laughs> okay, so I probably like it. But uh, Carnage is going to be in the next one, so they can't have Carnage twice. No, not unless they do some kind of crossover. Yeah, thing. I don't know, man. They need to get they need to get their shit on lock and figure out what needs to happen to bring Fantastic Four and X Men into the MCU. Well, the the Fox thing deal just went final, so they they own it now. So they're just going to probably finish up Dark Phoenix and then they'll reboot them again hmm. in, into the main MCU. I mean, that could be their saving grace. Maybe if the if the public isn't already fatigued from all of the X-Men movies that they already have. Okay. I'm okay with them rebooting it as long as they bring Patrick Stewart back. He's getting pretty old. Yeah, he's still acting though. Isn't he going to be in a new Star Trek show? Like they were like rebooting the next gen or something like that. I'm pretty sure he's in, they cast him for that. I remember hearing that somewhere. Yeah. See, I wonder, I don't know if they would do that though, because there'd be some logistic confusion with people because it'd be a new universe. Well, I mean, if we've learned anything from watching uh, the, the Arrowverse, for DC is that they there's the multiverses there right in Earth's one through two hundred something six, and uh, all the people look alike, right? Like the same buried That's from a DC trope though. They've always had multiple Earths. Um, Marvel doesn't really do that. They had the main six one six universe, and then they had the Ultimate Universe, and maybe like one other one. So whereas DC's had like thirty five different Earths, Earths one through like whatever. That's always been a part of their lore and they cross over constantly. That doesn't necessarily happen too often in the Marvel verse, if that makes sense, but it, it could. does happen. See, yeah. it could, it could happen. And the one time that it needs to happen is to bring Patrick Stewart back to repraise <laughs> his role as professor X, please. And thank you. Yeah. Who knows? But I don't know. Disney's the overlord. So, they own everything. So they have, was the Fantastic Four deal under Fox as well? Or I thought mm-hmm. that was Sony. Who owns nope. who Sony, is, Sony? Sony owns Spider-Man. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. So um, they have all of their characters back except for Spider-Man and they have a deal with Sony for Spider-Man and MCU. But like I said, Sony is doing their own separate Spider-Verse with like other characters like Venom. What really sucks, though, is they, they'll probably use um, some of the other uh, clone Spider-Man, like Kane, who Kane is an awesome character. And that would suck because that means like, oh, you know what? Oh, my God, I'm giving them ideas. They'll make another fucking they'll make a Kane movie 
and he'll be the mainline Spider-Man of the second Spider-Verse. Oh, God. Or they'll use Miles Morales or something. Fuck. It's going to get confusing, guys. What about when Doc Ock was Spider-Man? Um, well, you can't do that because he's Doc Ock's and Peter Parker's body, and Peter Parker is now an MCU. Oh, that's true. Okay. So okay. in the Venom movie, they make zero mention of Peter Parker or Spider-Man. So in the Venom, the Venomverse, Venom is the guy. Oh. Well, so there's some lore. There's some lore irritations in that one too. Right? Didn't wasn't um, Venom Venom like infected Peter Parker, and that's how he became right. Venom. And he, the powers that he adapts, and and even the suit look for when Betty Brock becomes Venom is due to the Black Spider-Man. Yeah. So like those things exist in the Venom movie to just kind of hand wave them away, which is fine. It's a silly, stupid movie, but um, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I just I think it's kind of sad in, in the sense that. DC and Marvel have had a stranglehold over the comic book industry for like 50 years and capes have only been thing that's been keeping these small comic book shops alive. And we just don't treat our comic book industry the same as we, as like say France or Japan does. So um, it's very obvious to me that that era is ending and it's, uh, I don't know. It's a little sad. I don't know if Indies can hold it up and if they are, they're all going to have to be like digital storefronts. They're not, Eventually, all these these clo- stores are gonna close. Like a good example is, uh, did you ever go to a Comic Con as a kid? No. If you had had instead of like you know like how our Comic Cons now are just kind of like fan art and plushies and more fan art and plushies. Oh, here's a Comic Pro. Here's a celebrity plushies and fan art plushies plushies. Yeah. Back in my day, when I went to a, a Comic Con, it was full of retailers selling deals on comics oh tons like so like the comic i mean there's still this still happens but it's like one every one dude yeah yeah wait you're saying it used to be a convention that was centered around comic books yep (laughs) weird so indies don't have that either so they are they are literally regulated to doing their own digital storefronts or whatever if if the retailers dry up because Marvel and DC decide, you know what, uh, no one buys comics anymore, but they sure do watch our movies. Yeah. And they've had a stranglehold on the industry because of that. So, but so maybe I'm that's not interested a... in. Go ahead. When you think of the what I'm sort of interested in when it comes to like, you know, if they do decide to not do comic books anymore, because even even Captain Marvel, even though they they butchered the lore the content and the ideas that they came up with were still based off of ideas from the lore, which tells me like, I think they're going to have a hard time if they try to go it alone and have zero source material because it's not going to be inspired content. If that makes sense. Like it's going to be like, Oh, it's a new superhero. We made up. They're called miss scruffy captain. She's well, really cool. I'll tell she you what. She has powers for electricity and uh, she can blow up jets and she does all the things Captain Marvel does, only she's cooler. Well, they could do that if they did that. Here's how they can do that right. And I'll give you a good example Harley Quinn is not a, an original comic book character. Did you know that? 
I did not know that. She was she was created in the animated series. Was she really? And then adopted into the larger comic book canon. Yeah, see, but she's a good character. Like someone actually like did a good job of like thinking about what her backstory is, where she comes from, all that kind of stuff. There, yep, that's called Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. The reason I bring that up though is if Marvel wanted to create original characters like that, then they would introduce them in another film. To bit to increase hype and see people like them, then do it just like they did with um, what Harley Quinn is not like. Harley Quinn is like the mascot character now of DC. See, I almost would say that a character like Harley Quinn makes like you can't really create that unless you are unless you're doing it from like a TV show, some kind of serial content, because it needs. Like that kind of character needs time for their story to be developed, you know? Correct. But also, um, Disney is releasing three to four um, shows based on the MCU. There's going to be a Scarlet Witch show and a Loki show starring these A list actors on the Disney streaming network as TV series. So they're going to do that. Nice. Um, I had heard murmurs too that once they reboot X-Men, they will probably do a quick soft reboot uh, as a television digital series to get, you know, here's the thing. It's going to be extremely hard to bring in mutants into this current canon because where are they? Because mutants specifically cause social upheaval because they people are afraid of them, right? So they, how do you explain to the, the sitting TV or movie audience that um, hey, here's all these mutants all the way, and everyone's pissed off and scared of them now. And now these sentinels run around trying to to put them in camps and stuff like that. But nobody gave a shit about like Captain America or Thor or anything like that. That's hard to explain to them. So they're gonna the, the best way to do that would be a TV series to kind of flesh that lore out as to oh my god, why are these mutants popping up? But the problem is. Um, is some mutants like Magneto and Charles Xavier existed during the times of World War II. Well, now, Magneto was a child in World War II. So he's been around for a while. Where the fuck was he? It's going to be, and he's not, not to mention, he's Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch's father. So they're going to, if they bring Magneto into play, they're going to have to ignore that. It's going to be weird. I mean, they're pretty good at ignoring lore. They've already had, uh, uh, mutants in their in their universe, though they just called, they just called them in humans. Well, didn't so they those, call so those, them in humans those... because they couldn't call them mutants? No, in humans have been around in the comics for years. They're different. So mutants are naturally gifted with their mutant gene. Inhumans have also been around forever, but they are experiments from the Kree Empire, and they are only unlocked once they get once they hit that gas. Okay. So they, there's actually a hierarchy in the comics where Inhumans view mutants as lesser. So, but I guess the the point is, if you're if you're going through and you're trying to explain how all these you know people with powers could have existed in the world where Captain America and, and everything like that, and they haven't touched it in the cinematic universe. They have explained people with powers just as Inhumans. So that's not to say that only they in the television shows. They never mention Inhumans in the movies ever. Right, not once. I mean, I I agree. Well, except for Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, they didn't call them Inhumans, and then they aren't Inhumans. They got their powers from the. Uh, Mindstone. No, I know. I'm just saying that they are they are technically introduced. 
Right. But so the but the problem is, though, you're not going to be able to call them mutants because they got their powers from an item. So in, here's here's the confusing thing about comics. In the comics, there are two types of, of heroes in the Marvel series. There's mutants and there's non-mutants. There, there's people like Captain America and Spider-Man who got their powers from a thing, a scientific experiment or an accident, and the public doesn't seem to give a shit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas now Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver have traditionally been mutants, but in the MCU, they aren't. They're not any humans nor mutants. They're just people that got powers from an item, an experiment, a science thing. Does that make sense? I mean, you know, they've already gone through one of the things that they did with this this Captain Marvel movie is they kind of rewrote what's canon about the Tesseract um, and where that's been and how that like kind of came to be, right? The, well, they, they majorly retconned it, yes. Right. So if they're if they're willing to do that, then they could be willing to go through and retcon other things to introduce uh, X Men and stuff, mutants. Uh, well, I I think they'll leave those two characters alone, and I because I, I really think that would irritate the shit out of people, oh, like, right. including like normie fans. Like, wait a minute, uh, so uh, Cap or um, Age of Ultron said they got their powers from the stone, and now you're saying they're mutants. Well, I don't say like, I'm not saying that they have to retcon those specific two, but they could right. retcon and say, oh yeah, you know, mutant, mutants have existed in the world. Yeah. In fact, they could probably do, uh, they could do a couple of shows to show. Um, That's why I think they should do a TV show is what I was saying, because it'd be easier to flesh that out. There was a. What was that show? That came out that didn't it had like two seasons and it didn't do so well in the second one. Agent Carter. No, that. OK, that one was really that, good. That got canceled after two seasons. Yeah. No, there was another one. Um that was oh i'm gonna look it up right now hold on was it with um was it with, it with uh, mockingbird it was, it was with two kids it, the main story was around two kids and their parents and there was the runaways no 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 hold on i'm gonna find is it a marvel it. show that's what i'm trying to remember the gift uh the gifted oh never heard of it is it a Marvel show? I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, I think so. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the Struckers are the family that's in it. And it's about these two kids. And it has to do with basically they're mutants. They are mutants. And they do call them mutants in the show is the gifted Marvel. It's an X. Oh, it's an X-Men show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not MCU. That's what it is. Okay. That's right. Because they do. this. The show takes place after like the X-Men get dissolved and uh sentinel is up and running and and everything like that okay so that that wouldn't be that'd be a good example of what they could do but that wouldn't be in the current so marvel's already creating problems for themselves so they they're already ignoring their movie canon in some ways so hooray uh, but they could do a show like this in their movie canon right so it says i'm, I'm just reading a little snippet of it or whatever. And it is Fox broadcasting uh, as the network or whatever, but it says Marvel expands its footprint onto the television landscape with the new family adventure series about an ordinary suburban family whose lives change course forever when they discover their children's have developed mutant powers. So I don't know if this is considered in the MCU or not. Cause would they say Marvel there if it wasn't? Well, so it's the, the, the confusing thing is it's still Marvel, 
but it's not. Is it MCU Marvel is the question. I don't know. That's the question. So I doubt it based on the time that it came out. I think it came out shortly before the the cell deal happened. Came out in 2017. And the deal hasn't finalized. So this has been planned. This has this is not I don't I doubt this is an MCU show. Okay. But they could do something like this, you know. Well, and this show got I don't know, I haven't watched the second season because it really lost interest after I watched the first one. It just kinda I watched the first couple episodes of season two and it kinda went downhill. So I don't know if this is gonna get renewed for a third. But it'd be interesting to see if them do something like this. It has Polaris in it. That's Magneto's second daughter. Magneto got around, baby. So what is the verdict on Captain Marvel, Marvel Universe? What do we think going forward? Four out of five Mitches. <laughs> I like I feel like it was a good I feel like it was a good movie. I do I do tend to agree with you, Jason, that there's gonna be a it's it's gonna have a slowdown after infinity wars. And I think that'll really depend on if they can come up with new characters or keep existing characters interesting in some way. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be a little bit tough for them, I think, but they do like money and they're pretty good at making it. So with their star Wars going down the tubes, I think the, the latest they might might have to ha- experience a a dip in the in the Disney Empire. Um, yeah, or you know they could really push their streaming service aggressively in terms of original content. So maybe some of that energy goes towards that, and they've already been showing that by having these A list people doing TV shows. Like, um, I mean the guy who plays Loki, Tom Hiddleston. He's going to have his own show. Come on. That guy's expensive. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of people who are like really famous movie movie folk going to TV shows. I think Netflix has kind of been breaking that model. Yeah, well, Disney wants to wants to go for their jugular. So, well, I wonder, you know, I wonder if it's because we're getting into a time where if you're releasing uh, TV shows on a streaming platform like Netflix or potentially the the Disney one, if they make so much money that they can afford it now, because before it wasn't like the, the, a TV station that was making a TV show wouldn't be able to pay the actors enough in order for them to be worth. Well, I say that, and yet, like at the end of towards the end of Friends, I think they were making like a million dollars an episode or something like that, but. Uh, with with the streaming service, I'm curious: are are these actors just becoming more willing to do them because of the content is good, or is it because Netflix and potentially Disney is able to pay them what uh, an actual uh, an actual movie would get made uh, if they were to it's, do a movie? It's about the Benjamins, for sure. Definitely about the Benjamins. They're, they're getting they're getting their money's worth. Because it wasn't, I, I honestly don't think that, you know, the reason why David Duchovny did so much TV acting is because he was traditionally a TV actor and he had a couple movie hits, but he's not making movie money doing X-Files. You know what I'm saying? Or or um, Californication. He's just not. 
But now, because the streaming services are making record profits, and Netflix spends, for example, spends so much money into their original titles that they're actually in the red, I think, in terms of profit, in terms of debt. Or maybe they're into black. I don't know. I don't know if I'm even talking correctly. I just I know they spend absorbent amounts of money on original content. So I imagine that it, uh, it could be both. It could be like, oh, you know, TVs are uh, TV shows on on streaming services are cool, and they also pay a lot, <laughs> which is good. That's what I think. I think that's a good thing, right? Because like one of the my biggest problems with the DC universe and the DC movies and shows is that they hire one cast for flash for example i think we've talked about this one person to play flash on tv a different person to play flash on the movie and they're not going to hire the same person to play both roles and now that you have loki in the movies and the same actor playing loki in the tv show like maybe maybe captain marvel you know goes away again after uh after this Infinity War, this last Infinity War movie, right? Because she doesn't really have a reason to stay on Earth, which will fix the problem with uh, the power creep problem, right? They just always kind of maybe kind of have her in their back pocket or who knows, maybe that pager gets destroyed and they can't contact her again and maybe she'll just show up one day. But then you can take Brie Larson and, and give her a TV show where she's making just as much amount of money as she would on a movie and she's doing a, a Captain Marvel uh, series on the Disney streaming show. And that could be interesting. So I know how you guys like privacy. Uh, and I know that we talked about, you know, signing up for the Facebook thing so we could go ahead and just get paid for when, uh, companies take our information, right? I want to get paid for my giving away my phone number and stuff like that. But, now you have the Epic Game Store coming out being all like, I'm going to take your shit and I'm not even going to tell you about it. Yeah, I should get paid for that. So Epic Games is making making backups of all your Steam information. Is that what is that what we found out? Yeah, it's something like that. I didn't really look a whole lot into it. But I know that they were stealing I, stuff from Steam and then like uploading it to their servers and being like, "No, man, we're we're not looking, we're not looking at it. It's only when so, you, uh, it's only when you click link to Steam. It's fine." So their claim, so they is some some kind of uh, some random person went and and did all the research and published their findings on like Reddit and basically said that when you install the Epic launcher, it goes and finds all of your steam. It goes into your steam folder and finds all of your social, uh, profile and basically makes a backup of it into the, into the Epic launcher. And so the Epic responded to this claim and they claim that they do not upload that content. They only upload it. If you, uh, choose the option to link your steam account, so basically they're going and they're making they're they're getting in I'm I'm doing little quote fingers they're getting they're getting your content ready for upload but not actually uploading it which I think is a little shady and suspicious. Yeah, I mean about at the same time if they're not actually uploading it then I don't really care. Right? Or do you feel differently? 
like in honesty. I, I think I think a lot of people are freaked out, and I I just talk to people who don't even know, who don't really follow this stuff. But the meme of the Chinese company Tencent, who owns a very large portion of Epic, like 40, 40 to forty five percent, they're worried about their shit getting shipped off to China. Um, I mean, we've had friends that, that were like, uh, I don't want to do that. So I think, I think what people, I think what I remember, um, the initial hubbub was about was not only just Epic is taking our information, but, uh, what are they doing with their Chinese partner or whatever? And then, uh, also Epic doesn't make themselves look good with their little exclusivity deals that they're doing either. Um, did you hear about the newest drama on that one? No. What happened? Uh, some guy or some company who is making, who worked on one of the original XCOM games did a crowdfunding thing through Fig a couple years ago. And in the crowdfunding thing, it said that you would be able to get GOG or Steam keys with your crowdfunding game. And they retroactively removed that. So now you can only get Epic keys and then they changed their stance. Like, well, you can get Epic keys now, or you can wait a year and we'll send you a key on Steam then for backers, which is kind of stupid so that was that yeah. what that drama happened at the same time as this this little privacy problem go ahead that exclusivity thing is getting out of hand it's yeah it's crazy that it's just crazy to me especially with something like the the backers thing I don't know. I guess the the terms of service for that doesn't really protect anybody. Like they can just decide to do anything they want later. Is that how all those things work? As long as they ship something to you, I guess. I don't know. Um, like, I don't know. That seem that seems like you are now giving me not the thing that you said you were going to give me. And uh, more people are worried about that stuff where apparently Randy Pritchford, the guy who runs Gearbox, had mentioned something about possibly doing an exclusive deal for Borderlands 3, which I would be a little mad about because I don't want to play Borderlands 3 and I'm not going to get the upper stupid store launcher. I mean, at least not until they get some some decent features like Origin has or at least Steam has. Like, so there's a, there's there's. Two, three different problems that I see here, right? There's the issue that the launchers don't have the same functionality as Steam, which means that most people... Or even Origin. Origin. But, and so it means people that don't... Like, people don't want to use them. Uh, there's the second problem that Epic is, like, is partly owned by Tencent. And so people are weary because they don't want China stealing their information. Uh and my and then there's the exclusivity part, right? Being like, oh, why do you have to release a game that's exclusive to only Epic Launcher? And mostly because of points one and two. On the exclusivity part, like people have been releasing exclusive games on exclusive things for years, and no one's given as many shits as they have until it came with the Epic Launcher. Partly because Oh, you didn't you didn't you didn't pay attention during the PS3 Xbox 360 era. People were very upset with that. I mean they were, but they I mean maybe it's just because like the internet wasn't as prevalent prevalent. Oh it definitely was definitely was. When Fallout 3 first came out, that's all Reddit gaming and all the stuff we're talking about. Like you had to you could you couldn't get broken steel for a year on if you had uh, if you were a PS3 PC owner. Yeah. You can only get it on Xbox. Okay, so so there, 
I, I'm saying it's been unpopular for a long time, unless it's first party. But it's nothing, people but don't it's give nothing a shit. new, I guess, is my point. It's nothing new, but it, so if you go like the PS3, Xbox 360, or Xbox One launch, that kind of that those kind of tactics went away. Yeah, but that's also because you had to go through and you had to buy a completely different console in order to play it. It wasn't just download a different application to play your game. No, but in they Microsoft and Microsoft and Sony for focused on first party stuff and stopped throwing money at like say Bethesda for exclusivity. The only time I can think of that Sony did it was with Destiny 1 on the PS4. They really dialed it back because it was extremely unpopular. Yeah. Like Bethesda actually admitted that even though like Microsoft had given them an exclusivity deal, which means they gave them monetary stuff for it, they actually lost sales over time on, on the PC and the PS3. Yeah. Like just, there's data behind it. So that's why though. That, like comparing an exclusive console launch to an exclusive uh, launcher launch is it is a little different right because it not it's a little different but in terms of features it's not well yeah but that goes back to like the point number whatever that i made right was because or i think it was point number one because of the the launcher doesn't have the same features as as better launchers right and so you're kind of going backwards mm-hmm. on that part totally but i don't know as far as like 10 cent taking data and everybody taking data, I think it's pretty much assumed that everyone is stealing everyone's data as of right now. If you go online, you're going to have your data stolen if you're signing into anywhere. So like, you know, whatever. It's kind of a thing. Uh, and then like the, for me anyway, uh, the features of, you know, social and stuff like that are okay, but it's not like a breaking point. So if the game comes out that's exclusive to the the Epic Launcher that I want to play, I'm I am not going to boycott the Epic Launcher because, like, oh, I can't have a friends list that works as well as Steam, or like, oh, China's going to get my data. Yeah, they're probably going to get it anyway. I play. I just uh, I'm a different person. I I I go by what is the company doing that, and and do I agree with them? Um, like for example, I'm not buying a PS5. I won't. Because I don't agree with their policies. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't think Epic throwing their money around their Fortnite money around it, uh, as weight is. I kind of find it stupid. So I'm not gonna give money. Well, it's sort of interesting. I think it. I think it. There's like a key point to me that I feel like is kind of kind of something that's like missing with gaming on a Windows PC. So. I have a I installed a launcher and that launcher was then able to go and touch uh, a bunch of files that weren't in its install directory. Right. So I don't know, maybe maybe that just speaks to like because I agree with Mitch, like if you go online and you install something like they can just they can you're just going to get it stolen. So maybe maybe that's the next thing that really needs to happen a little bit more, like how Microsoft is doing with the Microsoft Store, where all their games just only will load within the one directory. Like it's in essentially like a jailed folder, or whatever. And it doesn't allow them to go out and touch other things. Maybe that maybe that should be the norm more than the exception nowadays. Either Fox that or the fucks of modding though. Modders yeah, totally. I would hate that. Right. Either that or I had to go in like I had to build a whole new PC and then use use a different computer when I'm doing anything other than gaming. 
my my issue isn't necessarily with the uh whatever my issue is just with their practices like uh I, that's just how I've always been. Uh, like when Nintendo got all all fucking censor happy, and I'm not saying Epic censoring anything, but I was using an example back in the in the late '90s. I I threw them to the wayside. I burned them. Fuck them. I, I became a Sony guy because Sony didn't censor. I mean, and that's an that's an okay stance to have, right? That you're yeah. you are going through and you're boycotting something because of you don't agree with what the company's the company's morals is doing and everything like that. Right. And, just- and the, and these, and these companies that are like doing shady shit when they do accept an exclusivity deal that I don't want to, like, I, I don't think I'm going to buy Metro Exodus now because of how they handled it. I'm not I would never buy this XCOM game because that's really fucked about you had people back your game, give you their hard earned money to get your game developed and you won't give it to them on the code platforms, GOG or steam. Like you promised. Yeah. That's so that, dumb. So that's a different, I like in my eyes, that's a different issue itself, right? Because they promised to come out on one platform and then didn't. And it's the same thing with Metro Exodus, Exodus, right? Because they were like, Oh yeah, you can pre-order on steam. And then they, and then they signed the exclusivity deal. Uh, but if you, if you're with um, say Borderlands three, for example, right? If Borderlands three comes out and says, "Yeah, look, we announced Borderlands three, uh, Borderlands three, and it's going to be exclusive to the Epic Store," it sucks to boycott. Uh, or it sucks to boycott them because it's not like they promised you Steam and now they're not releasing on Steam. They they never promised that, uh, and Epic is making uh, you know a really hard case for them to not do it with their. Um, with their policies on how much they pay out the developer per sale and everything like that. I, I agree. And I'd argue though, and if I were Randy Pritchford right now, uh, Gearbox doesn't have a ton of goodwill since uh, one Duke Nukem forever uh, and aliens, colonial Marines and the pre-sequel sucking and all kinds of stuff. Uh, that could be the nail in this coffin by honestly putting that into an exclusive deal with Epic. I think that'd be really stupid on his part. Yeah, really stupid. Oh, I agree. I'm not saying it's a smart decision, but I think I think the the more of the issue is not what is Epic doing to try to get these developers and sign an exclusivity deal. Like if anything, it just shows that Steam needs to come back and say, okay, you know, maybe we'll treat our developers a little bit uh, better with as far as monetary compensation so that they can, you know, compete a little bit better with Epic. Because Epic is stealing some of their games, right? Not a whole lot of them. There's really not that much, and it's probably not hurting Valve all that much at all. But I don't know. I think it'd give. It would definitely show Valve as the good guy. I mean, they're already seen as the good guy, right? Uh, but it would show them that even more if they just came out and were like, "Yeah, we'll compete with Epic. Fuck them." Or they could be doing a long waiting game. That's true. Because all they're doing is making Epic try to make their launcher better. But um, who is it? Uh, got was it Bellular? Who was talking about it? You know that Bellular yeah. guy. You're watching. He's he's in game dev, and he was talking about how, in terms of like freedom, um, Epic is a lot more closed in terms of what they what their rules are being. I, I'm going to butcher this. I don't know exactly what he meant by it. Whereas like Steam, despite a few hiccups will basically let any kind of game on their platform, whereas Epic probably wouldn't. And he was worried about our new future if Epic is our new overlords. I don't know. I'll, I'll send it a video because I don't. I can't explain it very well. Um, but 
it's interesting to see the reaction. I personally don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't know. I don't, I, it'd be weird. Like if like a game was out and I could only buy it from Amazon, I couldn't go buy it at a GameStop. It'd be annoying. I don't know. Because a, re the, the, a launcher isn't technically a console, it's a retailer. That's a little different, right? Yeah. Um, you know, yes. Like have that distinction, I think, is is pretty accurate. I was trying to think of how I want to respond there. And, and yeah, like the launcher is the retailer. And so if you had a game that came out and it was, it was like, oh, you can only buy this game at Best Buy. Has anybody done that before? Only sold a game no. at Best Buy? No. Only sold a game at Target or Walmart or something like that? Mm, I'm pretty sure it's definitely happened. Like I, that sounds really familiar, but it, and it was probably Best Buy because Best Buy sucks. Um, if it did, it probably wasn't very successful because it doesn't happen yeah. often. Um, but uh, another thing too is Epic's platform isn't so far, as far as I know. And if someone in the comments says, correct me, correct me, but I don't think they allow third-party vendors like a Green Man Gaming to sell keys. Oh, that makes sense. I'm pretty sure they don't. You know, it's interesting that we don't see more out of GOG. Like, why isn't GOG uh, a bigger launcher, considering they have a, quite a big catalog, catalog of games? They have uh, the ability to sell keys. Green Man Gaming sells GOG keys. Um, but that's like a... I mean, I could tell I you never why. DRM-free. It's the DRM-free part mm -hmm. and because they're if i correct me if i'm wrong their platform doesn't just say oh we're drm free they require it of any game yep. that releases on their platform oh that's correct so like if you want to release on there you have to have no drm and no one wants to do that anymore unless because everyone wants to have super control over their stuff that makes sense I didn't. I mean, if 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 GOG really wanted to be assholes, uh, and they have every right to do this because it's a first party title, is make twenty or uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven an exclusive to GOG, and they can do that because guess who GOG owns? Do you know? No. CD Projekt Red. No, I did not know that. They are all the same company. See, I think for them though, I don't think it would be very smart for them to do that because I don't think the game would sell well. Because, like, GOG is is a good launcher, and a lot of people know about it, but it's not like a platform. It's not as big of a platform as the other ones. No, I'm, I don't think they will either, oh. but if they really want to be assholes about it, they could. They could. You know, they're like, they could say, hey, this is a first-party game for us. This is our game. You can't, you know, I guess you can buy Half-Life 2. No, you can't. It's on you the know Steam. what would be know. interesting, though? Uh, not an exclusive launch, but if they came out and said, okay, you know, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is set to re set to launch November 3rd of 2019, or you can play early on October 3rd, 2019 on Geo, if you buy it through GOG. And so they do, they do an yeah. early release. See, that would be cool. If you buy it on their platform. Yeah. To, in my logic, I don't, you know, if you make a first party game, I don't, you, you want to make it exclusive to your launcher, you can do that. Like, I don't, I don't complain about Bethesda using her own launcher or Ubisoft. It's annoying, but it's their game. Whereas 
exclusivity deals is rubbing the wrong day, wrong way. They're dumb to my mind. So, you know, make Fortnite exclusive to Epic, make Unreal exclusive to Epic. Maybe Epic should make more of their own first party games to draw people in. That's just my opinion on that. Yeah. Instead of relying so, on bringing other people in. Yeah. I mean, they did a pretty good job with Fortnite. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this Apex dethrones them. I mean, it's been losing traction. We'll see what happens when the uh, Battle Pass comes out. Apex has? Yeah. Tomorrow. Battle Pass comes out tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, as of this recording, tomorrow. Not not when it's released. It'll be already be out. But if we look at the latest uh, Twitch stats, uh, Apex is currently number four on the list, being trumped by League of Legends, Fortnite, and Grand Theft Auto V. Well, what do you think? I think we got uh, a lot of content coming up. We got uh, we still have Marvel things to talk about with Infinity War. We got Sekiro coming out. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of good stuff uh, coming in within uh, with 2019. Should be a good year, I think. Yep. And China is still trying to steal your data. That's true. I've given up on trying to steal, uh, keep it away from them. I started playing. Uh, path of exile again so hey man they're just they're just preparing when they make this the social credit score global that's why they're collecting data on you now yep yep and they'll know like this guy acts like an asshole in video games <laughs> you don't get to buy food you were friends with tim and tim is a prick online i mean we already fail according to their laws we we play very violent video games yep with that's blood. true oh no so, blood Oh God! So yeah. we better uh, we better get an uh, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos spaceship to start our own colony. Otherwise, we're going to be owned by uh, by China. China. Better start playing Star Citizen. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> don't forget. Got to press the button to like and subscribe if you like or want to subscribe. Except on our new format, you won't hear that on YouTube, so you should give us an iTunes review instead. That's true. Yeah. We should put this at the end of every single one so that we can tell everyone to like and subscribe. I think every video should start with me. Hey! Like and subscribe, please. I mean, we can make an insert for every single video we ever have with you doing that without having to edit them. Ooh, and then we can also make it so that it says, give us an iTunes review. And yep. I'll just put that as the, instead of the transition music, it'll just be, give us an iTunes review. And then it goes on to the next topic. Yep. That sounds great. Well, <laughs> well, get ready to be annoyed by us continually. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Okay, bye.